Hello and what is up everybody? Back at it again here on Burn Your Boats. Um, I know that the uh, the weeks and the, the timing has been um, not as consistent as I was there in the beginning. Um, but uh, I'm still trying to make sure that I get back to you guys at least once a week. Um, that's the goal, that's the intent, and um, that is what I am doing beyond intent. That is, that's actually the reality, so it might be coming on different days of the week, but if you check in once a week, you will find a new episode. Um, I, I want to start off by, by commenting on my current um, studio space, and that it is freaking toasty, and so I actually have a... I have like a mini fan running right now in the um, in the back, and so if you're if you're catching any sort of white noise, it's it's because I'm a little bit on fire. <laughs> it's a beautiful space. I love it. I can't wait to get the to get everything else set up and and to um, to get to the point when I can get back on video again on a regular basis. I don't want to. I feel like things are spotty enough and and coming at you with with spotty video. Um, is not not the ideal but there's there's really nothing there's nothing standing between me creating the video for us in the show and just my own um my own desire to do things well and so and i i i think that i did a whole episode before on the concept of uh don't let perfection stand in the way of of greatness or good you know um and so so this is me in real time looking to apply the uh the lessons that we discuss on the show because it is and i just sorry if the volume just got weird i'm trying to i'm seeing that i was bouncing kind of off the charts here um on the upper ends and so i turned it down i'm gonna bump it back up actually you know what i need to do is need to snag some headphones because I'm not hearing what's happening right now <laughs> and maybe maybe the volume was fine so you guys are getting a this is a sneak peek or not a sneak peek but this is a behind the scenes look at uh, what happens here on burn your boats um, we uh, we bring it <laughs> real time um, and I'm not hearing uh, that's cool I'm not hearing anything on there what happens if we do this can I hear it now no I certainly cannot um all right i think um i'm just gonna bump it back up a little bit and see if that is if we catch some better volume here maybe it's this way here we go okay so i'm rolling with this (laughs) i hope that it's good um so back to the back to the back to the day right so so the reason i'm not i'm not randomly bringing up the uh the temperature of the room well i mean i guess everything is a little bit random <laughs> i wanted to go off a random spiel i hope you guys have seen big mouth uh a hilarious r-rated cartoon on netflix uh and they just they they really dog on uh kids using the word uh randomly and so every time that i think or hear somebody say the word randomly i think of that show so <laughs> But um, anyway, the uh, the reason that I bring up the temperature in the room was because with the fan going and everything, like I was like, yeah, it's still it's still really hot in here, and uh, and there's something I've been having this really bad knee problems over the last day and a half, two days, 
and like to the like I can't lift like every time I lift my leg up and try to go up like a step it hurts like on the, it's my left knee and it's on the inside of the kneecap and the bottom so it kind of like wraps around that way um and so coincidentally I had made a stop by my absolute favorite hands down uh top fitness and apparel store in Savannah Georgia um which is how to run and they were, I had them, I had uh, Philip and Pam on the show uh, over a year ago now, I want to say. And um, and they're great. They're just amazing human beings. And uh, I went there recently and they outfitted me with some knee braces, uh, some like some of the stretchy knee braces that go over the top because I'm having, I'm sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit older and every, uh, every action's having a little bit more impact than it did back in the super young days. And, um, and, but one of the things that they, they provided me with to, uh, as testing out while I was there was, um, this thing called a freeze sleeve. And, um, it's interesting because a lot of the stuff is probably for those in the fitness community is probably very like, uh, yeah, that stuff's been around for a long time. Never seen it before. Was super excited when he pulled it out. Um, and so right now, and so what it is, it's this, it's, um, it's this kind of like squishy material that is um that's in a sleeve and it's probably about a foot long and i have it um they have the different sizes so you could use it for like your arm or your leg or whatever and you what you do is you take it you leave it in the plastic little bag you throw it in the freezer you let that thing chill out to whatever temperature i think that philip was saying that it will drop that it will hold the temperature down to like a negative 20 or something like that uh i hope i didn't just make that number up randomly <laughs> It'll hold basically whatever temperature your freezer is going down to. It's going to hold that. And I can attest because I pulled it out of the freezer and I put it on my leg and I, I was going to record and I couldn't. I was like moving around and like hopping along and just just out of breath with how cold it was. But it felt so good. And uh, and the cool thing, too, is that it's not just it doesn't just slide over. It's actually like a compression uh, sleeve as well. So it's freeze cold and compression so you're getting multiple aspects of that old school kind of rice uh methodology um and so i'm even i have it raised up right now you know a little bit of a little bit of elevation on there so um but all of that to say is that i i'm super grateful for them and what they do and big shout out to uh to how to run all the folks over there um, Phil, Philip, and, and Pamela, you guys are absolutely amazing human beings, and I am I'm blessed to count you as as people that I know in my life. Um, so, and in this particular instance, you're helping me survive the uh, the heat of the studio right now. <laughs> too many lights, too many computers uh, moving around, and uh, and it's been um, I've been incorporating my my workout regimen into the uh, into the office as well because. Um, well, I'm working here from the office in the, st- in the studio slash office, um, daily now for my internship and, and, uh, and to, to try to make sure that I don't lose my mind and that I stay physically, you know, in shape and, and feeling my best that, you know, I have to work out. And so I've been incorporating that just quick stuff in the office. So like today I've done, oh, Four, I think I just hit my fourth set of 40 push-ups. Um, and so I feel pretty good. I need to do, I need to diversify a little bit more today, but I'm, I'm 
waiting um, to go on my run until after the workday is over, and I'm actually gonna gonna hit the pavement, um, get some get some concrete, some asphalt under my under my feet and under my new shoes that I just got from How to Run. So and those were I don't remember. Um, there, if Philip's gonna listen to this, he's like, really, bro? <laughs> uh, they were. I think they're the razors, Skecher razors. There's some. I think it's a type of Skecher actually, which is super surprising that I would ever buy a Skecher for a, for a running shoe. But they are amazing. It's just it's fit my body perfectly, and that's really what they do there is that they really they really spend the time with you individually. And it wasn't. I know this wasn't just a me a me thing um, because I know them. This is just who they are and how they operate. Is that if you're going in there and you're looking to uh, to make that next, you know, gear swap out or upgrade or whatever it is you're doing that they're really going to take care of you. So that was a really long ad read, a free ad read <laughs> for how to run. Um, and all of that is just uh, just a personal aside for uh, for the show today. Um, I wanted to give you guys a little bit a little bit of TLC. You know, it's been a little while, and so I wanted to, to bring you into the fold a bit. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of, a, it's kind of an update with me and... Um, Work's going good. The, in- the internship's going really well. Uh, more on that another time. But today, to get to the point now that we're like 10 minutes into the show and uh, and we haven't hit the, the, the name of the show yet. <laughs> um, so I, I believe that the title of the show is The Most Dangerous Word. And then it has... Uh, then it's then it's elusive. You don't get to know what the most dangerous word is. I didn't even put it in the description because if you want to know what the most dangerous word is, you got to come in. <laughs> you got to hang out. <laughs> now that I've made you wait for 10 plus minutes, it's time to break in. So this word, this most dangerous word, it may be one that you use every day. Actually, it's very likely it's one that you use every day. It's likely one that you use when you're actually being asked questions about, well, anything. Um, honey, how long will it be until you're home? When will this project be finished? Will you make your projections this quarter? Will you get that raise? Is the business going under? Are the kids going to be all right moving out? Are they going to be all right when we move? These are all questions that we likely go through and face on a, on a somewhat regular basis. I mean, even, even things more simple, you know, but those are just some examples. Um, and so let's think, about, let's think about some of the responses to these questions. So, honey, how long will it be until you get home? Oh, I should be out of the office in about, you know, 15, 20 minutes. I'll be, I'll be home in about an hour. Okay, great. When will this project be finished? Oh, well, you know, the guys and I have been working on it, and uh, and it looks like we should get it knocked out in the next week. Oh, okay, cool, cool, got it. Um, will you make your projections this quarter? Well, based on, you know, the trends and the markets and everything, it looks like we should be able to hit it without an issue. All right, cool. Will you get that raise? Oh, I've been working really hard, and, and I've, I've sat down with the boss, and we've, we've you know, we've talked about the, the good quality work, and, and he seems really happy, so things look good. It looks like I should get that raise. And then, uh, is the business going under? Like, well, you know, we're not, we haven't been able to open the doors in the last two months. And even when we go and we're going to open it up, uh, we're not able to open at full capacity. So, I mean, if things pick up, we should do all right. But, you know, if, if, if they don't, if we're not able to open up, we, I don't know how it's going to go. Um, are the kids going to be all right moving? 
well, you know, they've we've talked to them about it. We've had the conversations, and you know, and I, I think that it'll be okay. I, I, you know, they 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 should make it through without too much of an issue. What word was consistent in each one of those responses? Any ideas? Should, should is a word that was used every single time. That is the most dangerous word in the English language. Should is a word that is entirely based on assumptions. And as we all know, or we all should know, when we assume, we only do one thing, and that is make an ass out of you and me. Get it? Because the spelling of the word, it's this A-S-S, and then U, and then Emmys. Yeah, yeah, that's right. A PG-13 dad joke for your Friday. You my friends, my loyal audience, are so very welcome. I do it for the fans. I really do. I do it. It's because I love you. <laughs> but, but really, think about what an assumption is, right? You're basing your thoughts, energy, focus, and time, the most valuable resource that you have, the non-renewable resource of time, on something that you don't know. You don't know if it's true, real, valid. Um, I mean, and, and, and here's the thing. Because we live in a world where we know that we can't know everything, we've learned to survive, we've learned to live, and we've learned to thrive in a world that's baked full of the unknowns and, and acting with assumptions. This is not a bad thing. The bad thing is when we choose to allow assumptions into more areas of our life than we should. Huh? You see what I did right there? I said should. And you're like, Matt, how could you use that word? You just said it's the most dangerous word in the English language. It is. It is. And I used it not accidentally. This actually brings in the next level of that same word, of the, of the dangerousness of this word as it, as it pertains to this conversation. And this is the, the value judgment factor of an assumption, of this assumption when we use this specific word. When we say should in these regards, we are making a value-based judgment on someone else's life, their choices. It's, that is what we're doing. And is, is that bad? Possibly. And I'll tell you the value-based judgment I just made when I used the word should. I am, I made the judgment that your life will be tangibly better if you remove as many shoulds as you can and replace them with wills. Think about that with the with the statements that we said. Honey, how long will it be until you're home? Oh, I'm going to leave the office in, in 15 minutes. I will be home by 5. When will this project be done? The guys and I are really working hard, and, and I know that we're going to get it done. We will get done on this project by the end of the week. Will you make your projections this quarter? We will. I've seen, I've seen what's in the pipeline. I've seen what's, what uh, I know who I'm talking to, and I am confident that we will, not, we will make it. Will you get that raise? I have I have tangible 
numbers and evidence that I can use to support in the conversation with my boss. This information will influence his decision. I can't say that he's going to give me the raise, but I can say that I will be fully justified in asking for it and in deserving of getting it. And this just goes on for all of the rest of them, right? And this isn't, I want to be clear. This is not some woo-woo, new age, spiritual, I wish it into existence by saying, I will get the race. And then it magically appears. This is saying you can make a difference in your life by living like the person that you want to be tomorrow, today. Does the person who get who got the raise stay an extra 30 minutes late at work busting out the last bit of a project? Or does he cut an hour early because it's Friday? That is look at the look at the time difference there. So you get off at four. You stay until 4.30. You get home at 5.36. What, you know, whatever it is. Or you cut an hour early. Think about the, the difference that you're making in, in a project and whatever you're working on by flipping. It's not, you're not just getting an extra 30 minutes. You're getting an extra hour and a half because you're not leaving early. You're working up until the time you're supposed to go and you're adding on an extra 30 minutes. That is, that is significant in the amount of time and if and if you're you're leveraging your time and your your energy and your focus in it undistracted that the amount of productivity and productive work that you're able to put in in that into that 30 minutes past your stay time and the hour and a half extra that you're getting cuz you're not leaving early is even more significant rather than sitting there and messaging back and forth the whole time and making plans with people while you're still at work for what you're going to do after work like do that after work (laughs) if you're uh, i think dave ramsey said it. if you are a person who works when you're at work you will immediately be in the top 80 percent of the workforce of of the employees that you are working around because most people are BSing by the water cooler, they're checking Facebook, they're watching YouTube, and they're just not working. If you just work, if you just do the things that you were hired to do, you will be better than most, by far, most people that you're working around. And I'll tell you what, where I initially thought of this, this topic for this show was... I was sitting down and I was trying to figure out which action I should take next. I had just gotten done with something for in, in my current uh, job and uh, I was trying to figure out what to do next. And I was like, okay, well, I need to do these five things today. Which one should I do next? And my we all have natural inclinations right we all have things that are like that's easy and that's that's more simple to do and this is a little bit more it requires a little bit more uh, mental bandwidth it requires a little bit more time energy and focus maybe not even time but just just focus you know and and we know we're i think that as humans we're all in this continuous battle making these micro decisions throughout the day to um to preserve that energy that we're not it's like things come up and we will continue to make choices that that preserve our energy 
supplies. And I don't know... I don't know. I mean, I got to imagine it's because like we we always want to have a reserve of of storage um in case something in case something happens, right? Like that's so that's like a natural inclination that we're not always looking to expel our energy. We always want to make sure that there's some on tap in case something happens. Many people would look at this and, and they'd think, "Oh, it's a, it's a person being lazy," and, and psh, maybe, <laughs> maybe sometimes, um, and maybe it's um, it's just an avoidance of stress. You just don't wanna, you just don't wanna be stressed, and so it's not like you're lazy. It's not like you're trying to avoid work. You're just trying to avoid this certain type of work, and that um, that's where I found myself was that I would, I was there, and I was like, oh, "Okay, well, I can make these calls to these people, or I can like input this data." that from the calls that I just made into the system, you know, for updates. And, uh, and, and my inclination was immediately to, to go and put, it wasn't even, it was like, it was like, I saw it. It's like, I, I rose outside of myself and I saw like me and the decisions in front of me and like why I was choosing what I was choosing because there was a, there was a moment when I was like, Oh yeah, I could put the stuff into into the system and and update that um and i'll just do that you know and it was and it was the idea was like i knew in my head that it was easy it was mindless and that it wouldn't bring me much stress it would just it's just kind of sitting down and, and you know plucking away at the keyboard and uh oh and, and then the other one was was calls which I mean, some people are, are scared to get on the phone and call people. I'm, and the thing is, I'm not. I'm not. It's not a concern. It's not a, something that I'm fearful about. Um, and th- these aren't like cold calls that I'm making. Um, and it's it's funny because I actually I actually broached the world of cold calling on my own for this show before I ever even before there was any real line of me getting out of the military. And it was uh, actually. Coincidentally enough, <laughs> I didn't even think about this until right now. Pam and Philip were were cold calls. I never met them before. I had seen them um, in an article about the store opening in uh, in Hinesville, Georgia, uh, right right close to the um, to the for- to Fort Stewart to the base. And so I, so I remember I saw the article, and I remember I actually saw a soldier that was in uniform in it, and he was wearing. Uh, sunglasses that were not regulation and I was like my, like my the internal leader and the NCO and me came out and I was like are you serious how are you going to stand in front of a business and get your picture taken by somebody that's that's from you know either an online news station or what you know whatever and uh and wear unauthorized equipment like you're an ambassador for the service wherever you go and you're going to look you're going to wear these flashy stylish sunglasses in this photo like really but the reason that I was even linked in to that photograph taking place is because I set up Google alerts to alert me when new businesses were opening up in Hinesville in Richmond Hill in Savannah and so that way I'd be aware and then if once I became aware of the fact that these businesses were opening up in my head I was like well New businesses in, in an area like this, in any in any area, um, if it's not a chain, then 
they would they probably wouldn't mind some free exposure um, given of course it's not free and it's not like I'm charging them to come on the show I've never I've never charged anybody to come on the show um, yet ah. <laughs> but uh, no for real I, I I've never charged anyone I will never charge someone to come on the show um, I will only it, it's only by invitation and that's the 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 trade-off is time. I'm just asking for time. And so I figured that, you know, if, if I can get some time, and I know that that's actually very, very valuable, like we discuss all the time. Um, but it's it's something that's va- valuable, and so I don't, I don't underestimate the value of it when I'm asking for it of these people. And so I try to make sure that I'm specific and I'm clear about what my expectations are and, and what, what I would like to derive from it and what it is, the value that they will receive from it as well. And, um, and so, yeah, so I've reached out. I actually cold-called... Um, I forget if I initially did a phone call or if I did a, if I did messaging, I think I might have, I know that I, yeah, I think, I know that I messaged him because I know that we were communicating on Facebook. Um, I think that I tried to call and no one answered. This is what happened. I tried to call and no one answered and then I drove by the store to go in there to see because I know that I'm at my best when I can just, when I can just communicate with someone. If I could just see you in person and talk, like we're, we're probably going to get along because I'm not a tool. So I, I, uh, so I decided to go there and, and to, to talk with them and just see what they're about. And shoot, I was probably in the market for shoes anyway. Um, and so I went there and I saw that there, there was a, a fire that happened to the store that was next door. All of this is in the, the interview that I did with them that you guys can see. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there was, so I saw that and then I reached out to them on Facebook, I think, and then we, we communicated and um, found out that, you know, they, the store had, next store, because they were physically attached to another store, had been uh, a victim of arson. I was wanted to say arsonized. <laughs> I know that's not a word, but I just wanted to use it anyway, so they got arsonized. <laughs> so, um, but they, uh, but yeah, and so they, they being attached there, like their whole inventory just got smoked out. There was some, there was definitely fire damage, but there was a ton of smoke damage and water damage from when the, the fire department came and put the fire out. So, um, it's, it's, uh, it was, it was significant. It was a big setback. And so like, but we were able to work through and I stuck, I stuck with them and we kept talking throughout the time and, and they, uh, they were good. Um, and then, you know, they came back really strong and now they're, they're up there in, in Savannah now instead of Hinesville. And it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. But the, um, but yeah, the, uh, why did I, why I, like, I know it was coincidental that, that they came, oh, it was the cold calling, right? Yeah. And I was saying that it wasn't, it was back. It was to my choices. I got it. See, I, my memory's getting better. I swear. I don't know how, but it is. But, uh. But yeah, so, so it wasn't, it's not like I, I had gotten my, my runs there, but, but back to the, the work thing, to, to the whole premise of the story is that I am not, uh, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't naturally detest or I don't naturally fear, get stressed out from, from communicating with people, but I do know that communicating with people in a, when I don't know them well and everything and, and it's in a, in a, where I'm asking something of them and we don't have necessarily a super strong relationship established yet. Uh, that, that it requires some mental jujitsu and, and some creativity to overcome objections and things like that. And so, 
even with that, so with my natural proclivity to, to communicate with people and, and to get along with people, it was, um, I, 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 there's still a little bit of resistance there where like just plugging things into a system is, like I said, it's mindless. And so, so I, I found myself, like I said, I was looking at myself from above and I saw that these were the decisions that were laid in front of me. And I thought to myself like, man, you should, you should do, you should make the calls for multiple reasons. So one thing that I started doing years ago in the army when I was an E5 buck sergeant, the initial stages of leadership, is that I decided that whenever there was something that came up that I was um, hesitant to do, hesitant to learn about because I was confused and I was worried I wasn't going to understand, I was going to jump in full force and just and just get it. Just get in, understand, and and be try to be the absolute best that I could possibly be at it. And, and really in that and try to be better than everyone else at the same time too. And, and so I thought about, so I think about everything I, it has been, I, because that I started doing that, it's grown into this muscle memory where like something happens where I don't want to do, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it right now then because I don't want to do it. I'm going to do it right now. And like, and it's, it goes back to the, when I talked about, when I've talked about running in the past or doing any sort of physical activity, like stop thinking, you're thinking too much. Like if you're, if you've, if you've talked yourself out of going for a run it's because you spent too much time thinking about it like the thought should have been i'm gonna get where are my shoes i'm putting my shoes on okay i'm lacing my shoes what kind of knots am i gonna put in my shoes am i gonna double knot okay no okay no okay by the time i'm done with that thought i'm already i'm already walking out of the door you know and and that's the it's the same idea there so it's like okay no boom i'm dropping it and i'm gonna i'm gonna make the calls and so from the aspect of like of of handling life in a more hands-on aggressive approach and where you're in the driver's seat and you're in control then that that you you have a responsibility to yourself for your own improvement for your own satisfaction to make those choices because you're not going to at the end of the day if I got done with with work that day and I had just put in, input all the data I'm walking away and I'm like I'm content with where I was at but I'm not satisfied. I'm only going to be satisfied when I make those calls. And so like but then why? Why is that? Why am I going to be satisfied when I make those calls? And it's because that's what moves the needle. That's what makes the difference. No one at the end of, it, from from an internal and an external place. Like I know what is expected of me and it's to make calls, book appointments and, and set things up for to enter into a sales cycle. And when I'm doing that, I'm winning. And when I'm doing that a lot, I'm crushing it, you know? And when I'm not doing it and I'm doing anything else, it's in support of that or it should be in support of that or it's just it's just, bottom line, even if it's in support of it, it's not that. Right, so it's good to make the connections in the systems to input the data, so that way when we look back in three months, I'm not the sole proprietor of this information. And people are like, hey, when you talk to this guy, what did the com- what was the conversation about? Um, one, because what if I'm not here? What if I left the company? What if shoot, looks to be most real? What if I don't remember? Because I won't. My memory's getting good. It's not that good. So, um, so it's important. Um, it's important to do those things in support of the main task, but the main task is still the main task. You can't win a football game without scoring touchdowns. You cannot continue your business without sales. You cannot continue to get to get customers to stay with you unless you're providing a valuable service and meeting people's compelling needs. And you're not going to get renewals unless you treat your customers right. Like all of these things matter. All of them move the needle or keep the needle moved. 
and everything else is in support of that. Everything else is just in support of that. And that's not bad. It's not bad to be the water boy on the sideline. It's not bad to be the defensive line coach. The defensive line coach is for in, in a football football team is not winning the game. But I'll tell you what, he's in support of the win. He is in support of the win. And you can't do it without him, but it's I mean you you can, it's happened. It's just not frequent. You're probably not gonna win championships. But um but that's that's um that's pretty much it. I mean like I wanted to, I wanted to give you guys my thoughts on this word. I actually, I actually had this word, this concept introduced to me by somebody that I thought is an absolute douche nozzle, and um, and and he and his wife have have continued to prove to me that that is who they are <laughs> over the years, even years since we had any sort of negative interaction. But uh, the point is that even if you are a douche, you can still have a good point. Um, and you just, just because you're a douche doesn't make you wrong. And that's okay. I'm okay with admitting that when he said, when he said, oh, should is a dangerous word. I'm like, oh, oh, it is. And then over the years, since I've heard that it's, I've, I've seen it and I've lived it and I've explored it myself. And, and this is, it's real. And I think that it's valuable for everyone else. So, so thanks to the douche nozzle. Um, and, uh, thank you. Thank you guys for coming back and always coming back. I appreciate you. I love you all so much. And I will see you here again next time on Burn Your Boats.